Hi, my name is Cheryl Froh, and welcome to Deconstructed Detective, a podcast about solving crime in real time with less than modern devices. This week on Deconstructed Detective, Marty Stambaugh experiences the tension between being a good student and a good daughter slash a good detective. Steino, I'm experiencing the tension between being a good student and a good daughter slash a good detective. Oh gosh, I'm sorry, Marty. That must be so hard. How will Marty navigate the complex concrete jungle of New York City, especially with thoughts of Brad distracting her at every turn? Hey! Episode 1, Pilot. Marty approaches a crime scene on 36th and 6th. Hey, let's get handle this on an empty stomach. Marty buys a pretzel at a nearby stand and chats with the vendor. Hey there, Marty. Arriving on scene, Sheriff Brad approaches her. Per usual, the romantic tension between the two rises, as Brad wonders what took Marty so long. Marty, I'm wondering what took you so long. Well, Brad, seeing how I got a flat tire while riding my city bike through traffic, I'm surprised I got here at all. How did you overcome such an obstacle? I pulled out my portable toolkit to patch the wheel. Wow. Now, tell me what's going on over here. Well, Marty, before we move on to that, I I should tell you that I... Time for that now, Brad. We have a dead guy lying on the concrete. But, Marty... No, Brad. Fine. We called you because this seems like a suicide, plain and simple. But it also seems like he asphyxiated on some kind of food product before he jumped from the 22nd floor. They stare at the dead dude lying in a chalk outline on the sidewalk. He choked on a pretzel. How do you know that? Talk to the pretzel vendor. For reals, Brad, did you talk to the guy who was standing right there and saw the whole thing? Well, uh, TBH, I didn't really think of it. Dude, if I wasn't a college student right now, I'd have your job. You can have my heart instead. What? I said, two can have five tarts and Fred. What? No, you didn't. Uh, anyway, can you help us out, Marty? Uh, for sure, Brad. I'm always here for you, guys. But will you always be here for me? While Marty and Brad ignore their attraction for each other, Steino, Marty's best friend and crime-solving partner, receives a notification on her pager. She rushes to apartment 22B to help Marty interrogate dead dude's weeping wife. They prepare to ring the doorbell. What took you so long? Oh, city bike. You needn't say more. Now let's interrogate dead dude's wife. Kazow. I told you, you don't need a catchphrase to solve crime effectively. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> He's gone? How could this happen? How did he fall out of the window? <laughs> Wait, who's gone? Steiner, you idiot! We're sorry for your loss, ma'am, but we need to ask you a few questions. Like, I totally miss him. So much. Suddenly, a tall, handsome man comes from the living room to pat dead dude's wife on the shoulder comfortingly. Steino immediately wonders who he is and if she can get his number. Who are you and can I get your number? <clears throat> for detective purposes, obviously. I'm Darren's best friend, and I don't know if it's the best time for you to be interrogating Tara. Then maybe we could have a word with you! They step into the bedroom. Dead dude's wife can still be heard weeping through the thin apartment walls. Look, Darren has been depressed for a long time. He recently got laid off. He was always writing angsty poetry and making jokes about how he's going to jump out of a window. 
This suicide doesn't really surprise me. I don't mean to be presumptuous, Matt, but it appears that you aren't saddened by Darren's death and you are supposedly, some would say, his best friend. Do you care to comment? We've been on the rocks lately. I honestly haven't been able to take the moodiness. Ah, I'm so sorry you've had to go through that. That must have been really hard. As Steino swoons over Matt, Marty suddenly remembers she has a test in geometry that she's going to be late for. Zooks! I have a test in geometry that I'm going to be late for. What? You get a catchphrase and I don't? As Marty hops back on her city bike and pedals hardcore downtown, she gets a beep on her pager from her mum. She pauses in Washington Square Park to give her a ring. Ma? Marty, come quick. I've gone and done it again. Marty, I've gone and done it again. No, Ma! Ma! No! Marty changes course and heads toward the East Village. A block from her mum's apartment, she sees her favourite homeless guy, Mike. Mike! Hey there, Marty. Mike, she's done it again. I don't know how to help her. She's going to kill herself one of these days. I know, Marty. I know. We all have our little addictions. So true, Mike. So true. Marty, I'll take your city bike for you. You go and take care of that ma of yours. I don't want her to OD. Thanks, Mike. Marty races into the apartment. Ma! Marty walks into the kitchen to discover her mum surrounded by potato crisps. They weren't even on sale, Marty. <laughs> it's okay, Ma. We'll get through this together. <coughs> Ma? <coughs> Ma? Marty saves her mother's life by using the Heimlich maneuver. <coughs> Marty, you saved my life by giving me the Heimlich maneuver. You didn't let me choke and die to death. That's it, Ma. <gasps> That's it! Before Marty left her mum's place, she took all of the potato crisps and put them into a garbage bag. Oh, please, please, let me keep just a few. No! Marty goes downstairs to Mike, thinking he could use the crisps more than her mom. Here, Mike, I thought you could use these more than my ma. Thanks, Marty, but I only eat organic. And here's your city bike. But why don't you just take the subway? There's just something about the old ways. Marty arrives back in Midtown and approaches Brad. Marty! Not now, Brad. Gather all the people. Let's make this quick. I've got a geometry test I'm late for. All the people gather around the dead dude's crime scene. His wife is still weeping. Matt is still extremely attractive. Steino still wants his number. And Brad is still in love with Marty. Okay, my dudes, here's the deal. Matt and Tara, you guys have something weird going on. Matt removes his hand from Tara's shoulder. You have no proof. Marty holds up a roll of photo booth pictures from Matt and Tara snogging. <gasps> Found this in the bedroom while we were interrogating you. <coughs> I'm not even wearing that outfit right now. Man, this sucks. I thought we had a real connection. So what? That doesn't change the fact that this was a suicide plain and simple. Wrong! I can assure you this was no suicide because I also found this poem written by Darren himself. (coughs) I would never kill a mouse or harm myself. Life is more sacred than pain. Tara's insane. And Matt's a backstabber. (gasps) Yeah, that sounds like him. His poetry always royally sucked. And Matt, you even said it yourself. You and Darren have been on the rocks for a while. So? So, after Darren made a pretzel run, he came home to his apartment and found you and Tara together. The shock of it caused him to... Choke on his pretzel! (gasps) You let him choke and die to death! Not a suicide! Plain and simple murder! You two are selfish! 
Then you threw his body out of the window to make it look like a suicide. How could you guys? You two are totally under arrest. It was Darren who was selfish, always wallowing in his pain. Poor Tara, having to live with an empty shell of a man. And I thought I wanted your phone number. Never trust the handsome ones. You can trust me, Marty. Not now, Brad! As Matt and Tara were handcuffed and taken to jail, Marty turns to Steino. What are you doing? Um, painting my nails. What? Why? They're pink. So? You don't even like pink. It's just so in right now. You look like the drug lordess Mary Jane. Hey, that's rude. I thought we had agreed with each other to reject modern feminine beauty standards. Marty, sometimes I just want to paint my nails without it being the end of the world. Aw, now you're making it worse by adding those trendy little geometric triangles. I just... Geometric. I want to look nice sometimes, Marty. Ah! My geometric test! Got a jet, Steino! Yeah, you suck at listening. As Steino rolls her eyes at Marty for the millionth time during their friendship, Marty races down to the financial district to take her geometry exam. The professor tells her she's late. You're really late. It's just so hard to balance all the different things going on in my life, professor. Oh, I feel you. Is there any way I can make up this exam? Well... Since geometry doesn't really matter in real life, I'm gonna let this one slide, but uh, you're gonna have to figure out how to balance all of your roles. Student, daughter, detective, and friend. Ah, Rick, Steino, and Brad. I'm not good at listening, therefore I'm not a good friend. Now that seems logical. You professors are paid too much. Next week on Deconstruct the Detective, will Marty figure out how to salvage her friendship with Steino? Will she and Brad finally admit their feelings to each other? And what will Mike do with all those unorganic potato crisps? Mmm, why don't you try some of my celery? No calories, non-GMO. Potato chips taste better. All this and more on Deconstructed Detective. This episode was brought to you by The Gumshoe Show in association with Failure Island. Created and written by Alison O'Donnell. Directed, edited, and produced by Cameron Danger Stripmatter and Alison O'Donnell. Special thanks to Conrad Loziak for graphic design. Starring Liz Stanford as Marty Stanbaugh, Jonathan Sally as Sheriff Brad, Megan Ristein as Steino, Sadie Ward as Ma, Mary Loziak as Tara, Cameron Danger Stripmatter as Professor. Special guest appearance by Charles O'Brien as Homeless Guy Mike and hosted by me, Heather Kate, as Cheryl Froh. Today's listening suggestion, pair your podcast with prolonged, meaningful, uninterrupted eye contact with another person on the train.